0: Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You Café. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you listeners on last week's question and discussion. Last week's podcast, when Lynn and I discussed the question, why is vulnerability a critical leadership trait? With the CEO of Masami, we received a number of responses that further deepen dialogue. Joining us today on the Get to Know You Café is Aidan from an upcoming podcast. Welcome, Aiden.
1: Thank you for having me Tiff.
0: Thank you for coming on. It's been yeah, it's so great to have you on. So earlier you were given the topic from last week's podcast to reflect and you've also listened to the episode. So prior to listening to the different responses, what were your thoughts on the discussion?
1: Yeah, I I think vulnerability is something I've had challenges with personally and I think there is some sort of weird dynamic of people being comforted by having direction from someone, solid authority, and at the same time having the ability to be open. There's something to be said. Yeah. Both uh, those, those things. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I um, get what you mean. Yeah. Like if you're obviously someone who's kind of at a, you know, like authority, like you said, or even a parent is able to show vulnerability with you or a teacher or something like that, like growing up and having that exposure, you'll kind of, you know, it will allow an ease or a comfort for you to be able to do the same. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, What else did did any raise any other things that stood out to you with the discussion?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I was uh, uh, taken with that uh, discussion around hair um, and that hair product initially. Uh, uh, I recently sheared off my old matted hair, uh, (laughs) but I was, I was definitely having challenges. Um, so I think that seaweed, uh, product would have helped. Uh, I, I think also in terms of being too open, uh, that balance between taking the time to, uh, express how you're feeling to someone in the workplace or as a friend, um, and also, uh, uh, not not doing it too often or too much. That really struck enough with me in terms of I have seen that happen in uh, you know the mine sites I've worked on and uh, in the in the fast food shops I've worked in, um, because it can uh, upset people and it can upset yourself. Uh, sure, because, uh, uh, you know raw emotions are raw. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah,
0: you don't want that happening uh, 24-7. I, I no, think. I, I kind of get what you mean. I guess, like, I get what you mean. Like, I guess, like, I, I like how Lynn was talking about how we should kind of embed vulnerability as an auth- part of our authenticity or expression of authenticity and, like, to have it in us and throughout all the time. But I get what you mean. Like, you can take it too far or, like, be too expressive or... Um, like too raw. I don't think too raw. Like I think rawness is great, but maybe like um, unaware of how your expression it might be confronting or or hurtful towards another person.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think I think it's the audience. You have to you have to channel how you speak depending on your audience. So if I'm speaking to you or broader audience, I might say things or not say things uh uh that I'd say to others so or if you know I'm speaking to a mentor or a teacher I won't speak the same way to my parents otherwise they'd you know be like what's happening
0: yeah sure sure so you really have to kind of like you're saying like maybe like vary the level of vulnerability you would express depending on who you're speaking to is that what you're trying to say
1: absolutely we uh we want to we we want to be authentic but we want we we also want to be uh sensitive to uh uh those around us yeah not, not insensitive yeah
0: sure sure yeah like you know Lynn was talking about a colleague of hers and like you know if someone comes to work and they're always like uh there's always like a big drama or maybe there's in their personal life mm-hmm. or or they're crying all the time i guess that you know you can't really be You know, it's not showing maybe an ability to kind of um, not control your emotions, but kind of, I don't know, regain, I guess, like a handle, have a handle on them and be able to like still be, um, you know, um, like, what's the word? still be uh Uh, like professional throughout your day or like like um I'm not even I can't even like grab the word I don't know why it's like like still be like um
1: productive or like sort of try and channel it in a way that uh isn't
0: like detrimental to your environment or to others as well. Like if you're if your vulnerability exactly. is affecting others in a negative way, then I think that's kind of you know yeah, if there's so yeah. many drama and emotions and it's kind of bringing others down, it's not lifting them up. Then that's that kind of level of vulnerability. I don't think is should be kind I, of expressed all the time.
1: I one hundred percent agreed. We uh, I don't know about you, but I I want to make sure. Uh, Friends and colleagues around me are happy to be there, and I'm uh, lifting them up rather than uh, causing a fuss all the time. But yeah, there's that. I think there's some sort of balance there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I really like too how um you know because I, I wasn't aware of this question when Lynn brought it up to me, and I was just like, oh, you know, like you know, when you think people who are in leaders and in this kind of leading kind of position, you just you just wouldn't think that like you wouldn't think that vulnerability would help them um, become better leaders or or stronger leaders when they are in this role like with their employees. I just, you, you know, cause you never see it. It's like something that's so rare. We don't, we don't even see this often as well, which is why I think it took me by, you know a bit by surprise.
1: Yeah, no, no, me as well. I, I think, uh, maybe maybe it has something to do with how um all the examples we have of leaders are those with strong sort of authoritative traits rather than uh that could be part of it it's just that maybe some of the narratives we were given as children and our parental figures and uh yeah some combo of that i reckon if we change that we'd change uh we change people. So definitely you having this conversation with me and with Lynn um, and putting it out there um, as well as, I guess, uh, teachers opening up to this sort of discussion around uh, the benefits of being more uh, emotionally open at times is gonna it's going to change the whole landscape of leadership.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it'd be so. Yeah, because you see a lot of those, I guess, too, like, you know, I think a lot of those people in leading positions or people who are like uh, us trying to, you know, put their face out or image out for other people, um, you know, really have to like hold a mask up and keep that mask there you know they don't want to like it's almost like there's a you know or multiple masks even to just be like i got to show this front and keep it and maintain it all the time and almost show that i'm not human
1: yeah yeah i and i i wonder, wonder if that's a yeah if that again that's a learned trait or it's and something they've convinced themselves they uh Have to do to be successful, um, or they might, someone will perceive their weakness and backstab them, just like Lynn was talking about that backstabbing uh, culture. Um, So, yeah, I I wonder if there's some way you can be open and still show people you're not someone to be taken advantage of. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a great point. I think, you know, when a lot of people like if someone does share vulnerability, like they, for some reason, like it's looked at as a weakness. That's why you get taken advantage of because they think it's a weakness when in fact it's a strength. Exactly yeah yeah absolutely. I guess now we will kind of dive into some of the responses so um they they raised a few interesting questions which we'll which we'll get into um but yeah, it'll be nice to discuss this with you Aiden. So the first response is from Sophie from the Netherlands. This is what she said. Why do you think vulnerability is a feminine trait and difficult for some men to express
1: yeah it's a it's a fantastic one i Personally, I would suggest I, I, for instance, have been exposed to a lot of books and uh, examples of how I should behave from my parents. So, you know, I was reading, I don't know, Robinson Crusoe, his family, Robinson Huckleberry Finn, uh, some sort of war books, um, and uh, I had maybe male figures in my life that – Suggested I should behave in a, you know, a strength. So, and female figures in my life who would point to the male figures to behave in that way, um, and so I'm suggesting uh, it's a, it's a learnt trait. Uh, yeah,
0: a learnt trait for men. So you think? So you think? Yeah, like, um, yeah, like I guess, uh, like, so you you saying that men are told not to be vulnerable? Is that what you're saying? Like, like, is that where you've got?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it can be ex- said to be expressly said. Like, no, you have to, uh, you have to, you know, look after your cut female cousins, or you, uh, yeah, you, you have to show a strong front to, to other people, or it could be implied from watching other males' behaviors and uh, re- realizing that they're not really expressing emotions so maybe you shouldn't so it's uh
0: yeah do you think the saying like what's coming to my head now is do you think when someone's like be a man is that like don't be vulnerable do you (laughs) think part of that is that be a man don't be vulnerable
1: I've I've heard so many times now particularly when I've gone traveling people saying oh you'll come back and take responsibility not specifically be a man but I think it's implied um and yeah I think it, there's like an expectation of behavior that others expect you fall into and it follows that narrative of being sort of leader of the tribe, um, being able to physically defend people. Uh, I'm, I'm being very general, but uh, yeah, that's sort of thing. Coming from mining as well, it's definitely be a man is a big part of that. Uh, culture because it's like ninety five percent male.
0: So yeah, sure, sure. And another thing too, like I guess, like you know, among yourself and with your male friends, is it is it very common, or have you seen around uh, being around other male groups and um, you know, groups of people? Do you, do you notice that that vulnerability, or you know, being that is just something that you guys just don't do at all? Is that something that's very like rare to see in a male group setting? Like with females in a group, it's quite easy. Like it happens all the time. But I just wonder, is it the same for men? Like, are they just something that you just, like, you know, you know, you stay on the surface almost and not have these kind of expressive, vulnerable situations or Uh, conversations?
1: That's a fantastic question. I I love it. Uh, I think we, yeah, have that fear of, uh, you know, being perceived as weak uh, in a male setting. I've personally been able to uh, do it with, uh, you know, fr- male friends that I'm talking to individually because there isn't that. Peer oh, so like one-on-one.
0: One-on-one it's one a whole on different one. thing, sure.
1: But in okay. a group setting, I, f- I feel that it just changes the dynamic. It's like comp- maybe, you know, subconscious competition, if not explicit when you're, like, in a work environment or networking, yeah.
0: Sure. So, like, one-on-one, you'd say, like, guys would, you know, men would do that with each other.
1: The, much more likely to, particularly if you, know, if you know the other person. Obviously, with anyone you don't know well, you're less likely to uh, open up. But, yeah, definitely one-on-one um and knowing them better, you're going to have a much more... Uh, <laughs> meaningful conversation
0: sure I was uh, always curious about this and like with my male friends who are open with me and we have these vulnerable conversations some so you know I'd ask because I'm like well do you do, do you speak about these things with your male friends and they'll be like no 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 it's easy with my female friends
1: yeah I, I actually recently I had this conversation with uh the um a few of the people I'm working for and yeah they they feel the same that they feel comfortable discussing these topics, these maybe uh, emotional topics with their female friends, just like me, rather than male friends, just because there's some sort of social barrier, some sort of subconscious thing that's at play. Uh, yeah. it's yeah. probably
0: obviously like, should, you know, years and years of a pattern that kind of needs breaking, that's so, so embedded in the subconscious mind of, I guess, men that, you know, it's going to take a while, I guess, to break that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll move on now to um, response number two. This is from Christian from Milan. How do we practice being vulnerable if it is something that doesn't come naturally to us? That's a very good question. How do we practice? Well, obviously, none of us are like psychologists here, but we're just going to have a chat about this. So, so like, I don't know, I guess, um, you know, I, I would say, you know, are you vulnerable with your friends? Can you tell your friend something? Can you tell your friend you have a problem or can you tell your friend that you you, you made a mistake?
1: Yeah, I think I, I agree. That's a great starting point. If, uh, yeah, if you're comfortable doing that, I feel you're able to be emotionally open with that person. Yeah, if you uh, are, <laughs> but if you, if you ask that question um, and you get a no, then yeah, there's some, something off about the situation. But it's not necessarily wrong. It's just your your relationship with that person. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's not, pr- maybe it's just not a person that you should be vulnerable with. But I think too, I think a lot of people when they think vulnerability it's like has mm. to, it's like you have to be vulnerable by sharing something bad.
1: Yes. Yes. As well. Uh,
0: that it like they put those two things together. It's like no, you can be vulnerable um by admitting admitting you're wrong or like like I don't know, like I guess like oh, uh, you know, I I I admit that, you know, I I, I, I this didn't work, or something, you know. But uh, you know, I wonder how we could approve or like asking for help. I think shows vulnerability. How can we do yeah. this together? I think that's part of like why the leaders who do so well, like they're able to admit, okay, this situation, this piece of thing that we met, that we put out there to do, it didn't work didn't have the outcome that we thought um, you know or like you know they take responsibility for it they don't blame other people as well it's like you know uh, I guess you know my train of thought maybe as a leader you might say like oh you know my train of thought for this project was this and that clearly it was wrong um, how can we as a team kind of come together and kind of make this better or, or fix a solution I think maybe take, taking responsibility is part of vulnerability too it doesn't have to be like sitting there talking about your dramas and your problems
1: Yes. Yeah. I. I I th- I think you're th- there's some sort of uh, permission given to the other person when you uh, when you sh- you share a, a you know, emotional story or a, um, ask for help. It shows that you're it it gives like per- yeah it gives them permission to feel the way they feel and t- to feel that it's okay to have. Uh, not always know what to do or something like that. Yeah. I th- uh, and so what was your second part? Was, like, uh, I guess,
0: like, yeah, and it's just not a matter of, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to always be negative, like, you know, being yeah, that's, I, that's what I think people think. It's like it has to have some kind of.
1: Absolutely, you know, yeah. I, I strongly feel this, you know, if you have an emotion, if you feel something, it doesn't it's not negative necessarily that you feel something it's just some you need to you want to figure out what it means for you and uh you're just talking to someone else to uh help figure that out
0: yeah yeah so. exactly or even like you know sharing vulnerability about like you know just like you know having a chat with a friend about oh hey you know um I want to change my careers and I'm kind of been thinking about a few things and I, you know, my career hasn't, you know, hasn't been great for me for these reasons. And I, I want to do something else. Like that's a, you know, and, and then your friend kind of probes you and then you kind of like, it can be an uplifting conversation.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I think, I think we've had quite a few of those. Yes, uh, we have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thankful. And, uh, yeah, no, no. It's there's nothing, nothing better than being able to be open and uh, you know figure something out. I feel it's it's just an amazing feeling. So uh, yeah, you get a load off your back from discussing it in a constructive way with with one or many people. Yeah,
0: yeah, way to absolutely, go. absolutely, absolutely. So here's a uh, going on now to our third response. This is from Natalia from Melbourne. This is what she mm. said. In this episode, you spoke about employees also being vulnerable with their employer. I would like to have that openness in my workspace to do that, but my boss is like dominating and can talk me out of what I'm asking for. It be a pay rise or where I feel, you know, I'm better suited in the company. What are some ways you can be vulnerable but not allow someone to dominate in the conversation? I thought that was a very, very uh, like an interesting response there. Like, uh, I am, um, you know, obviously, I, you know, we're all, I'm sure so many people, you're in this position where you're like, I deserve a pay rise. Okay, how do I go about doing this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can either be like, you know, even myself, like, you can be talked out of it in a way even though you have all these things you may have made the business more money you may have added uh more clients you may have done like a number of things but for some reason maybe they point out one thing and really harp on it to make sure to show you that you're not worthy of a promotion
1: yes yeah i i i feel we uh i feel uh workers can be their own worst enemy uh myself because you're, try, uh, and it also depends on your personality. But if if you, em- I feel if we empathise too much with an em- employer, um, yeah, it, we can work against ourselves because maybe we actually do deserve it. Um, and when you, g- yeah, it's like if you're going to uh, give a speech, uh, if you if you dwell too much on how you may fail, I find. <laughs> that that makes me perform worse. But if I just go out there and, you know, rev myself up and say I can do this, tends to get a better outcome,
0: better response. So um, do you think so? Like, do you think like okay, I know my boss has got to like talk me out of a promotion. I'll talk me out of where I, you know, uh, maybe a different position in my company. I just have to go in there strong anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I feel, what has worked for me at least has been, I I think about the possible consequences, you know, like if uh, if uh, you, uh, you know, best case and worst case scenario, like if you push too hard, maybe you create a less positive relationship with your boss, but also maybe your boss will appreciate you being open about it uh, as well. So there's um, the best outcome is they actually need you so much that, they are willing to concede more than you think they will so yeah it's a I think it's a spectrum of uh, possible outcomes and yeah I, it's just a
0: sure and how have you gone about this with yourself like how have you gone about you know asking for a pay rise or have you needed to do yeah, that in the past
1: so coincidentally I in the past well coincidentally I did that fairly recently which sounds surprising because we're in the middle of a pandemic and we should all be grateful for even having a job, which I am. Uh, <laughs> yes. But we all still have to, you know, pay our bills. Uh, so uh, I went about it by essentially just, bit, you know, I thought about it for a sh- short time, not too long, and I went and spoke to my boss directly. And I said, hey, I've been here for this period of time. I f- um, based on my You know, expenses. I need to pay rise for this reason, Um, and I'm working. For instance, I'm working for a small business, and so that they have a small, smaller margin than perhaps a bigger business. So there's greater back and forth because you understand that they need to eat and sleep somewhere as well. So, uh, but. Basically, uh, it w- thankfully it worked out and I, I've been given more hours. And, uh, yeah, it's just it, – but at the same time, possibly there wasn't enough money in the bank for them to do that uh, and that might not have happened. So, yeah, it's just I – f- I feel it's give, give it a shot uh, is the best way to go. Like, you know, you might uh, – I could think of a hypothetical situation maybe where it's the wrong time to do it. The timing's wrong, and that
0: sure. That- or if the personality of your boss as well is just someone who's never going to promote you and always find a reason not to, like it will show yeah. you, hey, this is not the workplace I want to work in.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Even so if you do
0: so many good things for the business or you make it grow or you do whatever, they're still not promoting you. Then you know, hey, uh, you know, you know, it's best for you to leave, not to spend, not to waste, or you know, your energy and efforts in that company. Well, business yeah 100
1: percent. you need to uh assess uh yeah periodically while you're remaining somewhere it's just
0: yeah. How it is. yeah another thing too with that actually like i know this is a whole different topic but since we're since the question was raised you know a lot of women find it difficult to ask for a pay raise or find they get dominated by men when when they are asking for a pay raise pay rise if they're bosses who um, um are male And so you kind of, and it's almost like you're talked out of it. But then if a man were with the same kind of level and experience and education and he goes in and asks for a pay rise, he gets a pay rise. And there's also studies that show that this is the case. Like a man with a man, dealing with a man for some reason is more likely to get a pay rise than a man dealing with a woman who's asking for one.
1: Yeah. So I can speak from the male perspective. I've always had this sense with my mentors and with my bosses that if the other person can sort of imagine themselves in your shoes, uh, it's they're more likely to give things to you or concede things because there's an understanding. And I feel it's it that our understanding is enhanced when there's not that gender divide. Uh, yeah, uh, for some reason. Uh, so if you look at my past mentors, or bosses you'll find I feel you'll find fairly similar traits uh, and you, you'll find a bunch of like I wear glasses for instance you'll find a bunch of guys that wear glasses mm. uh, so, so I feel yeah there there is like a, um, like a similarity factor of some sure. sort have it yourself
0: so if you like you're saying that if you like build this rapport like you have some some similarities and you're more likely to someone's able to understand you more like you said put put yourself put themselves in your shoes and so promote you well, with myself, like, I guess, you know, like a lot of the, um, the, my bosses have been male. So, uh, you know, it doesn't work in my favor <laughs> to be honest, even though I, I would have, you know, done a lot for the business, make sure, uh, or like brought, brought in more patients or, uh, I, you know, didn't allow people to leave or whatever it may have been, um, mm uh you know someone could it wasn't it didn't work in it didn't work in my favor and you know what what people do too is like because you think you you are doing a lot for all the business and you see it growing and you've added you've you know it's done a lot um they're not going to notice it and go oh yeah you deserve a promotion you actually have to ask for it but then they can still talk you out of it
1: yes yeah there's uh or even with uh Uh, yeah with any decision I feel like I've gone traveling recently and some people would ask why you're going traveling and others would say I wish I'd done that when I was your age so I, I would I would say um yeah it's and there's also that factor of course people will try and get no matter how they're nice People are to you. People still want to look out for themselves to some extent, not in a heart, ne- necessarily a toxic way, but it's mm, just
0: sure, exactly. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. They they end up looking out for themselves, and they don't consider, you know, employ, you know, giving you a pay rise or whatever. It works out better for them if they. what would they think about it? They're making more money, not not thinking about it, and that's probably what all they're thinking about.
1: Yeah, so very it, very
0: potential. Yeah, so it needs to come kind of from the um, employer. Well, yeah, this has been a really interesting question, the responses that were given by the listeners and having this conversation with you, Aiden. Like, it's been really great. And, like, it was, you know, very interesting hearing the different responses and adding to the conversation. We hear different questions. And not to say it's to do with people, you know, being intellectual, but a matter of we all have different experiences and Mm -hmm. thinking. The more perspectives we gain, I guess, the clearer picture we can develop, like, you know, when you think about all these things. So I'm very much looking forward to next week's Get to Know You Cafe. But before we go, I want to thank you, Aiden, for joining the cafe discussion.
1: Thank you for having me, Tiffany. It's been a blast.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And listeners too, uh, Aiden and I are doing a, a podcast together, so you tune in so you hear more about himself and the question that we'll be doing. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrow. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.